up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hello, friends. This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, along with my partner, Fred Mooney. I'm excited to be here. We have got a great program for you today. Gary, today we're riding in this brand new truck, and we're going to pick up some listeners and bring Jesus to these drivers on the road for some great music, awesome testimonies, and a little preaching. What we want you to do is give us a call at 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org. So buckle up, hang on, get ready, because we're going to have Church on the Road. 414, a big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. Hey friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn and I got my partner with me. My name's Fred Mooney and I'm glad to be here. Hey Fred, we got a great guest today. I think we're going to have church. I believe we are. So we got what? our friend BJ Riley here. Yeah, BJ's with us and we're going to have church. So let's get started with a good old James Payne song. Let's have church. <laughs> All right. Here's James Payne. Let's forget about ourselves and put Jesus first Well, clap your hands and testify of his mighty works Crank up the music, come on, let's have church David said to clap your hands and shout with a loud voice Every time you come to church, you have to make a choice You can sit there in your seat can act like you're asleep I'm gonna sing and praise the King of Kings Crank up the music and let's have church Let's forget about ourselves and put Jesus first Clap your 
of his mighty works Crank up the music Come on, let's have church In those old camp meeting days When I was just a child The music would start playing And folks would step out in the eye They would drink that living water Until it quenched their thirst And say, crank up the music Let's have church Crank up the music And let's have church Let's forget about ourselves and put Jesus first Clap your hands and testify of his mighty works Crank up the music, let's have church I'm tired of hearing people scream out at a football game Come to church and act real quiet while I praise Jesus' name If you feel the way I do Get out of your seat Let the spirit move you From your head down to your feet Crank up the music Let's have church Let's forget about ourselves And put Jesus first Clap your hands and testify Of his mighty works Crank up the music Let's have church Clap your hands and testify of his mighty works. Crank up the music. Let's have church. All right, Fred, that was James Payne, and he is a great preacher, uh, awesome singer, songwriter. He's written hundreds of uh, number one songs. And he's a real good evangelist. <laughs> he is. And speaking of real good evangelists, we got B.J. Riley with us today. Are you excited to be here, Gary? I'm excited to be here, yeah. You want now, to start what was up? his name? B.J. Riley, is that yeah. right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm excited. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, B.J., what we want to do is find out all about you and your ministry. Tell us about your ministry, uh, what you're doing out there on the road. Okay. We... Uh, uh, we have a church in Vincennes, Indiana. Um, we're getting ready to uh, launch another church November the uh, the 12th in Freelandville, Indiana. Um, we have two churches in Pakistan and two churches in Uganda. Wow. And uh, I'm uh, service the Apostolic World Christian Fellowship International Chairman. Uh, so we do a lot of traveling. Um, just got back from Ecuador, South America uh, three days ago. Rwanda, Africa, about a month before that, uh, just seeing the Lord doing great things. Wow, that's taking the gospel on the road there, ain't it? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Take, taking the church outside the walls. E yeah. Even over the seas. Over yeah. the seas, yeah. Amen. So how did you get started in all this? I mean, you look like you're a pretty young guy. How old are you? 38 years old. Yeah, that's what I thought, man. You're just a kid. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, uh, had a radical encounter with Jesus in April of 2010, and uh, I have never looked back. The Lord uh, set me free, and I've never, never looked back. God put a burden on my heart to, uh, to get my pilot's license a few years ago, and because of my history, I had to jump through a bunch of hoops, and that's kind of where the mission thing started. And I believe, I think it was my 35th uh, international trip since January of 15 last week. Wow. Wow. So you had a radical transformation. Yes, so sir. why don't you just go ahead and, and share your story, share your testimony. Let's find out all about B.J. Riley and how you had that radical transformation. Okay. So uh, 
Um, I was raised in a Christian home, Francisco, Indiana. Mom and dad were in church. I was raised right. And uh, about 12 years old, started making some wrong choices and uh, smoked some pot, took some pills. By the time I was 15, I was using meth. That led down a road, you know, sin, take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay. And uh, by the time I was 15, I was cooking meth. I was in that life for 11 years, in jail, out of jail, uh, just everything you can imagine. You know, I was bound, didn't know how to get free, wanted to be free, but didn't know how to get free. Um, heard about Jesus, but never really encountered his presence. Uh, my wife had got saved in 2007, and I was in jail for almost a year at that time. And uh, she was writing me these letters about Jesus, and I I was glad to get the mail, but I wasn't really listening about Jesus. <laughs> and uh, I got out, and we just I just wasn't ready to change. And uh, long story short, April of 2010, I was court-ordered to a uh, apostolic Christian recovery program. The probation officer come over. They was getting ready to send me to prison um, for a manufacturing charge from 2004. This was, this was 2010. And, uh, and she said, we're getting ready to send you to prison. You have one more opportunity to change your life. And so they told me about this, uh, this recovery center. And I wasn't looking for the Lord. I was trying to stay out of prison. <laughs> right. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, they they sent me to this this recovery center, let me out of jail. He said I had one or two days to get there, and I w- I went there. And uh, I mean, they you go to church. When you get done going to church, you go to church again. Yeah. <laughs> when you think you're done, you go one more time. And uh, and it wasn't a church that I had ever uh, kind of church I'd ever been in before. I remember one night. Uh, I mean, they they was loud and worshiping and I just really never been in that atmosphere before I remember one night seeing this little old lady 70 80 years old she took off running around the church I thought man what is these people are crazy (laughs) and uh and and so um and so I was there for a few days and there was a young man named Brody that I was in jail with and he had come to the program before I got there and his family had come up to visit him and they brought some some pills some Laura tabs I wasn't into pills I was a I was a meth cook, but uh, I got one of them pills off of him, had it in my pocket, and I was sitting way in the back of the church, and uh, nobody knew I had that pill in my pocket that night. This is April 2010, and uh, sitting way in the back of the church, and the man now that's my pastor, I didn't know him from Adam. He's the one that started the, the program and the church there, and uh, he was preaching, and I was in the back row with that pill in my pocket, and as he was preaching something happened i know now it was the power of the holy ghost but i didn't know what it was i started um i started to cry and i was trying to fight against it because i didn't know what was happening guys beside me was like hey what's going on are you okay and the cry turned into a sob and i just could not hold back the tears and he stopped right in the middle of preaching and he said you in the back stand up god just gave me a word for you and that night in april 2010 i stood up with a pill in my pocket sobbing nobody knew I had that pill and he said the Lord's telling me to tell you that you're never going to find a pill that will change your life the way Jesus wants to wow and that night I knew that God was reaching to me I uh I come out of my seat that night and ran to that altar and truly repented surrendered my life to Jesus true repentance ended up getting baptized in the name of Jesus God filled me with the Holy Ghost and uh, I have never looked back Wow. So that's a that's a little bit about how I how I came to the Lord. Um, 
you know, when the Bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed. And uh, just in that one moment, I stayed and graduated the program, uh, ended up uh, staying in that church, assisting my pastor for 10 years. And, uh, and then uh, in 2017, God gave us a building free and clear where we're pastoring now, continued to assist him for three more years until the church where we're pastoring grew to where we had to, uh, we had to be over there full time. Wow, that's quite a quite a story, yeah. quite a testimony. Uh, I've got one question about when you were delivered. Did did you still crave meth, or was you instantly delivered? I was instantly delivered. God set me just instantly free. See, now, I, I love to hear that. Me, me and Gary, we're we're the same way. The same things happened to us that happened to you. Praise God. And. Uh, we went I'm, through the one-step program. I'm in favor <laughs> yeah, of the one-step program myself. <laughs> and I think Christian-based rehabs are a great thing. I've done a lot of research in this yeah. area. A normal rehab has about a 15% success ratio. Christian rehabs have 85% success ratio. I think that's awesome. Hey, Amen. We actually... Uh, we actually um, have a recovery center now through our yeah. church, um, kind of implementing the same thing that uh, the same kind of recovery program that I got saved in. We house forty men and thirty women, nine month program, um, and just we're just seeing the Lord just transform lives. Wow. Okay. Well, so, now where's your church located at in Vincennes? Uh, Twelve oh one State Street in Vincennes, Indiana, uh, Victory Community Church. And the recovery center is called the House of Victory Recovery Center. The House of Victory Recovery Center? Yes, sir. And who, who runs this now? So we founded it. Uh, my wife and I were the executive directors, and we have, a, um, we have a men's director and a women's director that's there every day full time, okay. uh, my son and daughter in the gospel. Okay. So if somebody wanted to get in this program, how would they go about doing that? Uh, you just go to our website. is uh, vccvincens.com. And there's a tab there. You just click on the House of Victory and fill out an application. You can do it right from the phone or computer, tablet, or whatever. And then uh, after we get the application, our men's director or women's director will reach out and uh, set up a phone interview. Mm -hmm. And then they just come in and we have an intake process. Okay. So is there is there a charge for all this, or what, how does that work? It's a self-pay program, which means the residents um, – it's a nine-month program, and so the first 30 days, they come in, they get acclimated with the program. Um, we have devotions and classes in the day and church and classes at mm -hmm. night. So first 30 days in phase one, um, they don't pay anything. Once they get evaluated and go into phase two, mm -hmm. then we help them get a job. We transport them back and forth, and then they pay fees every okay. week. So they yeah. work their way through it. Yes, sir. So that's that's perfect. Yeah, that's a great program. It wow. is. Uh, how long does uh, from the time that they enter till the time that uh, they're a productive member of society again? How long does that take? Well, they uh, the program. It's a nine month to two year program. But when they come in and they they do everything they're supposed to do, we usually graduate them at nine months. Okay. So we have a big celebration at a church yeah. service when they graduate. Um, and, uh, and then we also have transitional housing. So sometimes they graduate, they want to be out of the program, mm -hmm. but they're not ready to totally get their own place. So we have a few transition houses where they're not in a structured program, but they're still under the covering of the ministry. They I just see. come to church, they come to prayer, they, you know, they just uh, still the level of accountability and protection, you know. Wow. This is, that's awesome. That's great. So uh, you, you run this this uh, 
House of Victory. You're, you're the director over that, right? I'm the executive director and the founder. We have a men's yeah. director and a women's director. We have a great team. Okay, uh, that's what I was getting ready to say. Yeah. Working with this many people, we have a good apostolic team that yeah. uh, everybody, it, we work together. But yeah. Yeah, you're running all over the country and around the world <laughs> yeah. preaching. And, yes. and so you have to have a good staff yes. to, to make all this work. Yes, so how did, how did you get all this staff put together? I mean, uh, I know the Lord did it, it but <laughs> the Lord did it. It's been a uh, it's been a process. We started off when God gave us the building. We didn't have anything except me and my wife in the building, and uh, we uh, we believe in the Great Commission. We believe in reaching the lost, yeah. and so little by little, God filled the building, and we uh, just God just raised up sons and daughters in the gospel, and so. Um, you know, our, our men's director, for example, my, my men's director, he, we ended up with him five years ago, I believe it was, and uh, his life was in shambles, and we felt led to bring him into our home and put him in our spare bedroom, just loved on him, and just Jesus did what Jesus does, and, uh, and then ended up uh, marrying him and his wife, and it's been five years now, and God just, uh, God just blessed their lives, and, uh, and, uh, and so they're our directors, and we have a Another couple like that that's uh, our assistant director and his wife. And uh, um, so the Lord has just, uh, I believe that we're living in the end times and the Lord is doing an accelerated work. And he's just, uh, he's just doing so many great things around the world because he's trying to prepare the world for his turn because he's coming back. And there's a lot of people that ain't ready. And so it's imperative that we reach outside of the walls of the church. Um, you know, a lot of times we think, the lost are going to come to the church, but the reality is Jesus said, go out into the world and preach the gospel. And, uh, and so we reach them and bring them in and teach them the ways of God. Ain't that the truth? Boy, that's so simple, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's what our program's all about, is just taking the church on the road Amen. where the people are. Amen. I mean, people, we can invite them all day long, but we got to take the church to the people right where they're at. Amen. And when we do that, then God will bless our efforts and you're living proof of that. I mean, you, you're li you're in, sitting in a building that God paid for. Praise God. You're sitting in this building that God paid for. Amen. I mean, we we moved in here debt free because God. God, He bought the building and and uh, He remodeled it and everything. It, I mean, everything you see in here, God's paid for. Praise God. Because uh, of what we're doing, we're taking the church to the people Amen. wherever they are, and that's what you're doing. And and so, how how do you get? Where you go all over the country. I mean, how? how? So we uh, um, we started in, uh, I believe it was January of 2015. You know, I always had a burden for missions after I got saved right. and uh, was assisting my pastor for, for many years. And uh, and he held me back for a little while, which is good. You know, sometimes there's a process to the promise. And uh, and so, um, boy, I had a strong burden for, uh, um, for overseas missions. And then God opened the door and... Uh, I've just never looked back. Uh, we have a, we have one of our spare bedrooms uh, at our house. My wife sells T-shirts and hoodies, um, and that's how that's one of the ways that we fund it because uh, international travel is not a, is not cheap. Um, but what we do is we we fund it like that and raise money throughout the year, and then uh, um, we'll go overseas and have. For example, we was in Rwanda a few weeks ago, and. Uh, um, we had a pastor's conference and then a crusade. We usually have a pastor's conference and a three-day crusade. And I think there was 154 people that come to the Lord and repented. Around 250 got filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. And we baptized 81 in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. So um, we just, uh, 
I believe when we're about his business, he's about our business, you know. Amen. Amen. That's for sure. Yeah. So um, what's, what's, gotten, what's your next level? I mean, God is always raising us up yes. and giving us visions and, and to go to the next level. I mean, the next level is always even gooder than the last one. <laughs> yes, amen. <laughs> yes, amen. You know, the Bible says without a vision, the people perish. Right. But it also says many are the plans of a man, but the Lord orders the steps. There you go. And so we're packed in our little sanctuary in Vincennes, yeah. and we're believing God to uh, for another building, and we pray and fast and believe in the Lord. And about a month and a half ago, I got a call. And they said, there's this church in Freelandville, Indiana, about 35 minutes from where we are. And they said, there's not really any people that are getting ready to shut down. Would we be interested in taking over the building? And so we met with them, and we prayed a certain way. And God gave us this. It's about $300,000 building. He gave it to us free and clear, no strings attached. But the problem was, it's not in Vincennes. And so as we're praying, we can't take everyone over there to that church. So we was praying. We felt like the Lord said we're going to plan a new work there. Mm-hmm. And so where we're at right now is uh, we're, we're doing some work in there, doing some outreach. This Saturday we'll be on the streets passing out um, invitation cards and just uh, just doing some evangelism. And so we're launching that, that work in November, um, second week in November. And so our next level now is – um, it's launching that work because we're going to continue doing what we're doing in Vincennes and, and overseeing all of this. And so asking the Lord just to direct us. You know, you can't never walk on the water until you step out of the boat. That's right. Amen. And so uh, we're just, uh, we're believing the Lord to, uh, to ra- you know, there's a lot of churches. People start churches and people come from other churches and we're, we're not looking for saved people. We're looking for broken people that are yeah. lost. The world's full of them. And so Lord we is. believe the Lord's going to. Fill up the building. Amen. I believe he will. Because I, he's, that's what his heart is, is to reach people. And that's, that's your heart, I can tell that. And uh, so uh, there's a ton of people out there right now. You know, our ministry is, uh, we, we minister to people on the road. This started out as a trucking ministry, but uh, I quickly found out it wasn't a trucking ministry. It was a whosoever ministry. There's Amen. people all over this country that listen to our programs. I mean, we, I've got calls from nine-year-old people and 90-year-old people, Amen. and they ain't driving trucks. So this isn't a trucking ministry, but we use the trucking industry to get our message all across the country. And so we're all over the country, and now we've got a radio station that's going around the world, and uh, we've had about 10, 12 different countries tuning into our radio programs. So uh, that's God has raised us up to to that next level, and we're just all in. I mean, I just want to do everything I can to to reach as many people as we can and and meeting people like you. I mean, this is awesome because uh, what can people that are listening to this program right now, what can they do to help you? What do you need? Uh, number one is pray for us. Yeah. Pray that a perfect will be will the Lord be done. Um, also, always you always need financial help. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know you know how that goes. Um, but you know if there's anything I could say to someone listening today, no matter where you're at in the world, no matter what you're going through, there may be somebody listening today that has a situation in their life, and they feel like they just 
keep going through the same thing. And, you know, I've learned in my life that many times God uses situations to bring us revelations. And sometimes we're praying to get out of the situation, but God's trying to reveal something. It's kind of like when Lazarus died. Jesus let him die. He was dead four days, but he had to allow the situation to give them a revelation that he was the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say to anybody that's listening today that, your situation right now might just be something that God allowed because he's trying to reveal himself and that he has a plan and a purpose for your life. He loves you no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, and there's hope in Jesus Christ. There's hope when you surrender your life to the Lord. I never in a million years would ever think that, you know, in my life, in my past, people gave up on me, family gave up on me. They said I would never amount to anything, but Jesus reached mm -hmm. down with that nail-scarred hand and picked me up and turned me around, put my feet on solid ground, and there's nothing that God can't do. The Bible says what's impossible with man is possible with God. And mm -hmm. so I would just encourage whoever is hearing this today and you're going through something, if you cry out to the Lord, he will hear your cry and there's hope in Jesus Christ. The Bible said, he who knew no sin became our sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. And he's coming back for a people that's made their self ready. And the word says, we must be born again. Um, we repent and we're baptized in his name and we receive his spirit and all old things pass away and everything becomes new. And so I just believe there's somebody out there right now that's, that may be listening to this, that's going through something. Um, get your eyes on Jesus. Start looking to Jesus. Don't look at your circumstances, but look to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because he wants to have his way in their life. Amen. Amen. I believe this guy could preach. That's good preaching. If, That's if good we, preaching. If there. we turn him loose, I believe he'll preach. I believe we will, yeah. <laughs> well, you, we, you talked about um, God raising you up out of that miry clay, and that that always reminds me of uh, Psalms chapter 40. One of my, some of my favorite verses is, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Amen. I mean, when we cry out to Jesus, he Amen. hears our cry, but we have to cry out to him. That, that's what you did in that sitting on that back row with that pill in your pocket. You cried out to Jesus. You run to the altar, cried out to Jesus. He picked you up out of that miry clay. He set Hallelujah. your feet up on the rock, on the rock of Jesus. He set Amen. your feet up on the rock. He established your goings. Amen. He he had a plan for your life, didn't he? Amen. Amen. And and you're fulfilling that plan right now and you're just going full full <laughs> speed ahead. And that's what every Christian person out there needs to be doing is find that purpose that God has for you and go as hard as you can towards that goal. And look look at the things that you're doing. I mean you're all over the world and uh, it's because you sold out to Amen. Jesus Christ. You said, here am I, use me. To God me. be the glory. Yeah. You know, my mom told me after I got saved, she said, I used to pray that uh, the Lord would bring you into the kingdom and you'd affect as many lives with the gospel as you did with a bag of meth. Yeah. And uh, I made up my mind. When I was in the world, I was crazy, all in. And so we can't come to the church and just sit on a pew and expect everything to fall in our lap. We have to, we have to press towards the mark of the, high, the, the, the call of God. Amen. Amen. We got too many Christians sitting on their blessed assurance and not doing nothing. Yes. And we got to we got to go out yes. and share the gospel with whosoever, whenever, and however. Amen.
it's amazing that uh, in the Word of God, you never see Je Jesus always loved the sinner. He always reached to the sinner. Not one time do you hear him saying, homosexuality makes me want to vomit. Fornication makes me want to vomit. We know he died for the sinner. He loves the sinner enough to bring him in and, and teach him to live righteously. But we find out in the Word of God, he says, if you're lukewarm, if you're yeah. a believer and you're yeah. lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. And uh, I want to be on fire. I want to be burning. I want to be passionate about the things of God. Amen. Amen. Well, you're getting me fired up. I hope he's getting... <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sitting here thinking somebody's took his governor off. <laughs> you know how a truck has a governor? Yeah. This man has no governor. He's wide open, ain't That's he? That's awesome. That is awesome. That's great. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to put on a song, and, and, and when we come back after this song, we're going to turn you loose and let you just preach your heart out to whosoever is out there listening. How's that sound? Okay. You ready? <laughs> All right. This ain't no house of the blues. It's a house of good news. It ain't no place to break down. It's a place to break through This ain't no place for doubt It's a place to sing and shout So get out of your pew Put on your dancing shoes This ain't no house of the blues Lay your burden down Hey, crank the music loud Forget about your hurts Endless house and church Cause when your praise goes up The glory will come down Let go of your fear and dry your tears God's gonna turn it around This ain't no house of the blues It's a house of good news It ain't no place to break down it's a place to break through This ain't no place for doubt It's a place to sing and shout So get out of your pew Put on your dancing shoes This ain't no house of the blues Break down. It's a place to break through. 
This ain't no place for doubt It's a place to sing and shout So get out of your pew Put on your dancing shoes This ain't no house of the blues Hey, get out of your pew Put on your dancing shoes This ain't no house of the blues That's what our call is, Amen. is to go out into the highways and hedges and compel people to come in Amen. so that the, his house will be filled. Amen. So start compelling there, BJ. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> we, just, uh, we, we just greet everybody in the name of Jesus, that name that's above every name, and uh, excited to be, have this opportunity, amen, to, uh, to preach the Word of God today. We just uh, want you to know that no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, God has a plan for your life. The Bible said in John chapter 3, Jesus was having a conversation with Nicodemus, and uh, Jesus said, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. And Nicodemus was said, how can a man be born again when he's old? And Jesus said, you must be born, John 3 and 5 said, you must be born of the water and the spirit to enter the kingdom of heaven. And, uh, and we find out that uh, Jesus went to the cross, that he was buried, that he rose from the grave. That's the gospel, the good news, that he, he died, that he was buried, and that he rose again. You know, the Bible says that it's the foolishness of preaching that, that saves them that believe. And uh, I believe that there's power in the cross. There's power in the blood of Jesus. If there's anything that we need, it's a fresh revelation of the cross of Jesus Christ, the power of the living God. The Bible said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. So Jesus died, he was buried, and then he rose from the grave. And 50 days later, he sent back the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came and filled 120 people in the upper room, the Bible says, they went outside and Peter, the apostle, he stood up and he preached the very first message after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus had told Nicodemus that we must be born of the water and the spirit to enter the kingdom of heaven. That day, Peter went outside and he preached and he said, this same Jesus that you crucified is risen from the dead. God has made him Lord and Christ. And the people, the Bible said in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, that they were convicted in their heart. They were convicted of their sin. They knew that this Jesus that they'd crucified had risen from the dead and sent back the power of the Holy Spirit. And they said in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, what must we do to be saved? And Peter stood up and he preached, each of you must repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in that verse in Acts 2.38, we see death we see burial and we see resurrection because before I was saved, I believed that Jesus died and was buried and rose again, but I was still lost in sin. We have to apply the gospel to our life. So when we repent, we're dying to our old self. We're dying to our old life. We're sick and tired of being sick and tired, sick and tired of living in sin. And we truly, we don't just say a prayer, but we turn from our sin and put our faith in Jesus's death, burial and resurrection. After we repent, what do you do with the dead man? You bury him. And the Bible says in Romans 6, we're buried with Jesus in baptism. And so when you go down in that water, it's not the water that washes away your sin. It's your faith in the blood of Jesus and obedience to the word of God. So death, burial, and then resurrection. And when God fills us with the Holy Spirit, he gives us the power Glory to God, I feel the Holy Ghost. He gives us the power to overcome. He gives us the power. See, the whole word of God is about 
Adam and Jesus. It's about the flesh and it's about the spirit. Amen. The whole word of God really only about two men. It's about Adam and Jesus. Amen. Adam, if you remember, God put Adam in the garden. See, I love the bridges in the word of God because when you study the word, you'll find out that there's bridges from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So you have Adam and you and God put Adam in the first garden and we see everything was perfect. Before there was sin, everything was perfect. And Adam was in the garden of Eden and God put Adam to sleep. And he took out his rib from his side and he made Eve. And when Adam and Eve were in right relationship, they multiplied, they had dominion, they had authority. Everything was perfect. But yet when sin came in, it condemned the whole human race. And so there was another Adam. The Bible calls him the last Adam. The first Adam was made from the earth, earthy. The last Adam was the Lord from heaven. And there was another garden. There was a first Adam and a first garden. And then there was a last Adam, which was Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. And he goes to the garden of Gethsemane. So the first Adam and the first garden and the last Adam, Jesus Christ, in the last garden, which was the garden of Gethsemane. The first Adam and the first garden said, I know the will of God, but I want to do my own will. But the last Adam, Jesus Christ in the last garden, said, Father, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And so there was a first Adam and a first garden, last Adam and a last garden. Watch this. Jesus goes from the garden. See, he died to himself in the garden. He died to his will. He goes from the garden to the cross. And when he's on the cross and his hands are stretched wide, the Roman soldier pierces his side. The first Adam Eve came from the side of the first Adam. The, the bride, oh glory to God, the bride of Jesus Christ, the church of the living God, those that have been born again, we come from the side of Jesus, the blood and the water. Glory to God. And watch this now. Amen. The, when Adam and Eve were in right relationship, they had dominion, they had authority, they had power, they multiplied. When Jesus and his bride, his spiritual bride, the church of the living God, not a denomination, not a building, but those that have been called out of darkness to walk in the light and the glory of God, those that have been born again from heaven, when we walk in right relationship with Jesus, everything that Adam lost is restored unto us. We have dominion over sin, we have power, we have the glory of God, we walk in the righteousness of God. We are fruitful and we multiply. Glory to God. And what happens is, if you remember the first Adam, the first garden, the first Eve, the last Adam, the last garden, the last Eve, which is the bride of Christ. If you remember back in Genesis, God put a flaming sword to keep them out of the garden. Because if humanity would have got in there and ate from the tree of life, we would have been condemned forever. So he put a flaming sword. Well, there's another flaming sword. The Bible said, my ministers are a flame of fire. And the word of God is a sharp two-edged sword. So when a man of God preaches the word of God... Underneath the anointing of God, the garden is opened back up. But it's not the garden of Eden. It is the garden of the righteousness of God. He's given us this earth. He's given us dominion. And what happens is when we're in right relationship with him, glory to God, the power of sin is broken off our life and we walk in his righteousness. And so there may be somebody today, you say, you know what? I'm just going through the motions of life. I'm just kind of working my job. I'm just kind of driving my truck. I'm just trying, I'm just, I'm just going through the motions of life. I want you to know that there is a place in God that you can get. If you seek him with all of your heart, you will find him. If you obey his word and you walk with him, he will bring you into his kingdom. If you repent of your sin and you're baptized in his name and you receive his spirit, he will raise you up because he has a plan. Oh, glory to God and a purpose for your life. And, and there, there's more. 
than whatever you're living right now. There is more. And he said, when you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. So I just want someone's soul to be stirred today, that there is a purpose in your life. There's a divine destiny. Glory to God. Sometimes there's, there's things inside of us. I didn't know all those years that I was cooking meth that there was a destiny inside of me, that God had a purpose for my life, that he called me to lead people. And I believe there's somebody listening today. You feel the presence of God right now. You're driving down the road and you feel the presence of God right now. I want you to know that if you call on the name of Jesus, he's been given a name that is above every name. He loves you right where you are. He died for you. If there was nobody else, he still would have died for you. He could have called 10,000 angels, but he made a decision to lay his life down in exchange. He became our sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. And if you just if you just cry out to him with all of your heart, he will meet you where you are right now, and that dominion and that authority and that power and that purpose will flood into your life, and everything will begin to change. Glory to God. Amen. 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 All well, right. That is powerful, BJ. I appreciate that, and uh, that's exactly what I did. Driving down the road. You're talking to these drivers out there. Driving down the road Praise and God. getting conviction all over them. And that's what happened to me. And I Hallelujah. give my life to the Lord while I was driving down the road at 65 mile an hour. Praise Jesus God. Christ came into my, <laughs> into my life. He filled me up with his, with his spirit God. and poured me out on people. And that's, and that's what he's doing. You're just pouring out on everybody that you come in contact with. And that's what God wants from each and every one of us. So, B.J., how can people get a hold of you? Will you give us your phone number sure. so that they can call you? That people out there that are listening right now, they want to talk to you. They want to. They want to. They want you to pray with them, and you, you're willing to pray with people all of whoever calls you. So, what's your phone number, BJ? It's eight one two four eight nine. Zero nine zero five. All right. And what's that website again that they can get on and maybe uh, help your ministry or donate to your ministry? You got PayPal or probably your. So the church website is VCC, like Victor Charlie Charlie, VCC Vincennes, V I N C E N N E S, VCC Vincennes.com. And our international website is BJ Riley Ministries.com. BJ. Is that- BJ is in Bravo Juliet and yeah. then Riley R I L E Y BJ Riley Ministries dot com. All right, and they can uh, donate through either one of those ministries. Yes, sir. All right, and y- they can contact you. They can uh, uh, if they've got loved ones that they might want to uh, put into the House of Victory. The yes. House of Victory. Yeah, the House yes. of Victory. We would uh, we would love to help any way that we can. Okay. Pray with you. Agree with you in prayer. Um, um, we have the recovery center. Anybody's ever in our town, we we love uh, we love to have visitors at the church. We uh, we have a great guest guest services. Anybody that comes and stops in gets a little gift. Uh, but more than that, they get an opportunity to hear the gospel and feel the love of Jesus Christ. Wow! Wow! Awesome! Well. I really appreciate you being here today and coming over and sharing with us. It's been an absolute honor. We appreciate you guys and everything that you're doing to reach the world with the gospel. And we really appreciate you, BJ, and appreciate James Payne being a part of our ministry. we got another great song by him we want to put on, and this says it all. He was sitting on the steps 
of the Union Rescue Mission holding a tattered Bible in his hand. I sat down beside him and this old man started preaching the gospel according to a drinking man. He said, I've lived on Whiskey Road the last 10 years or so. Sleeping out in the cold here in Chicago Then he pointed to a neon cross Only two words were written He said, Mister, this one thing I know Jesus saves, Jesus saves If he didn't, I wouldn't be here today Jesus saves, Jesus saves And when life and the bottle Take you to the bottom Jesus saves When I got home that night I reached for my bottle And began to pour the whiskey down the drain I fell down on my knees I cried, Jesus, save me, please Since that night I've never been the same Jesus saves, Jesus saves And if he didn't, I wouldn't be here today Jesus saves, Jesus saves And the bottom Take you to the bottom Jesus saved Now if your soul is lost Just look up to that cross All you have to do Is just believe Jesus saves Jesus saves Jesus saves, Jesus saves And when life and the bottle Take you to the bottle Jesus saves Alright, well praise the Lord Anything before we close the program? Maybe we just pray? Yeah! Sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, well, pray for pray for those people out there that just heard the gospel that they're going to make that decision. Amen. Father, we just come in your presence today. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that gives us access. I thank you for these men of God that have this ministry, God, Lord, that, that, that takes the gospel throughout the whole world. Lord, I pray for every person that's hearing right now. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, your presence and your power and your spirit be upon them. Lord, your word says that no person could come unless the Holy Ghost would draw them. Lord, I know there's somebody right now that feels the drawing of the Holy Spirit. I would pray, God, that they would 
know that you love them, that you have a plan and a purpose for their life, and that you are as close as the mention of your name. Lord, we take authority right now. God, over every sickness, over every disease, over every attack of the enemy. God, somebody's listening right now. They have sickness in their body. They're fighting a disease. We speak to that in the name of Jesus, and we command it to leave their body. We decree right now that they are healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. We pray, oh God, that right now they would feel your love and your mercy. God, if they're not born again, let them call upon the name that is above every name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that they would be saved. I thank you that you said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity today, and we pray your blessing upon this ministry, your blessing upon every person listening. Lord, let us be prepared for your coming back after a church that's made herself ready. Let her hearts be prepared in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sometimes I feel like giving up when my back's against the wall and I've had enough. Sins try to pull me back to yesterday. But I couldn't go back if I wanted to. There's a cross standing in my way. When I see the blood running down that rugged tree, and I think about the price. For me, I find the strength to walk this straight and narrow one more day. I couldn't go back if I wanted to. There's a cross standing in my way when my hopes and dreams. Come crashing down And I search for the answers But they can't be found I just steal away And begin to pray I tell old Satan I can't go back There's a cross Standing in My way When I See the blood Running down That rugged tree And I think about The price That Jesus Paid Man. 
There's a cross standing in my way And I couldn't go back if I wanted to There's a cross standing in my way Prayed that prayer and ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then we want to hear from you. Give us a call right here at 618-383-2107. And remember this, friends, Jesus loves you, and we do too. And this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, and we'll talk at you later. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. I called his name This chance would it be my last 
Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. If you've enjoyed what you heard and you would like to talk to Lonesome Road Ministries, give Gary a call at 618-383-2107. That's 618-383-2107. Call today. Or you can log on to our website, lonesomeroad.org. We would love to hear from you. And that phone number that Fred gave you, you can also text me your mailing address. We'd love to get you on our mailing list and send you some of these every month out there on the road. And remember this, friends. Jesus loves you. And we do, too. We'll talk at you later. his name this chance. Could it be my Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.